Welcome to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. I'm a conventionally trained physician sharing how the body heals and how you can access this state of healing effortlessly. We are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mind Body TV. I'm really excited to be here with a special guest. Um, everyone, uh, be free to share where you're tuning in from and introduce yourself. I have Erin Abke here, who is an amazing, amazing teacher and a friend of mine and someone I really, really respect and have learned so much from. Erin is um, really expert and well-versed with A Course in Miracles, The Law of One. He has a spiritual background with a religious upbringing, but sort of like left the religious aspects of that and really delved into a spiritual life, um, but is very much like functioning in the here and now, you know, he, he is engaged and um, participating in, you know, the normal day-to-day -day life. And I think he's just a great person to um, receive from about like, how do we conduct our life and be in this world, but not of it? You know, how do we not be affected by all the nitty gritty, but really rise above it in creating our highest reality. And I have, um, you know, followed Aaron for, for a while now. And when I watch his videos, like I really feel my power. I really feel uplifted. I really feel um, my own engagement um, and awakening, which is why I really love watching his stuff. So I would definitely recommend tuning into everything that Aaron is doing. Um, and today I wanted to interview him uh, for two reasons, actually. Um, he has had this amazing experience in the past from the whole religious, um, you know, upbringing with a lot of spontaneous healings, seeing people in prayer or in devotion move into states where serious illness would be resolved sometimes right away. People who couldn't walk and they walk out of the place. People who couldn't see and they get their vision back. Um, I've been reading about this for decades as a physician. I've been studying this stuff. I have way more of an understanding of how that can happen physiologically. Um, but I was excited to have Aaron come and talk today about some of his experiences, what he understands about that, and how you can activate that for yourself. So if you are dealing with a chronic illness or you feel really stuck, or it's like, I'm trying everything, how do I move into this higher state? This is what we want to invite you to today. So uh, Aaron will also be speaking at our live event in January. I'm going to share the link for that here. Uh, and it, we'll, we'll touch base on that a little bit here today as well. So welcome, Aaron Abke. Thank you, Kim. Great to be back with you. Thanks for being here. So would you just start with that whole piece around like your experiences in the past, what you saw with spontaneous healing or spontaneous resolution of disease and then your own insights on like what is that about i know it's not a random thing how can we uh cultivate that within ourselves yeah this is one of my favorite subjects to talk about uh, i grew up as you said as a pastor's kid and my my dad's church our family church was like we call it spirit filled and so we kind of walked in supernatural gifts, which we call psychic gifts these days. And it was just kind of a normal part of my life as a kid to see healing miracles and kind of operate in these supernatural abilities, clairaudience, clairvoyance. And you know, we called it prophetic words. We had different, different lingo for it, right? But as I you know, have gotten older and, and progressed more into new thought, expanded consciousness teachings, 
especially through the law of one lens, I look back at my upbringing in, in church and the supernatural and see it from a whole new perspective now. And back then we sort of thought that, you know, we, we ask God, we pray, we beg God to do a healing. And I guess if we're not too much of sinners or we've, we've done our religious duties, God will answer our prayers and will heal us. And that's kind of the, the lens we saw healing through. And then, you know, things progressed as I got into my teenage years, we were teaching more about how it's all in the mind and, uh, you know, we started calling it not cancer, but the belief in cancer is what we would call it. And we have to defeat the belief in cancer, which I think that's, you know, a good step forward in understanding, but it's not really the final frontier of truth because reality is not in the mind ultimately, right? Reality is beyond the mind. And so cancer being an illusion doesn't really care if you call it cancer or the belief in cancer, you're still giving it a place to exist in your mind. And so now what I'm understanding through, you know, more of the Christian science, new thought perspective or science of mind, A Course in Miracles, is that all that is matter is only a label of the mind and all that's in the mind is nothing. So if we're giving our beliefs and thoughts too much importance, we're still playing the game of duality. What we should be really raising our awareness to is eternal truth, which says that only God exists, only God is, and God is infinite abundance. God is wholeness and health. And if we connect to who God is here and now, those qualities of God will demonstrate themselves in our reality. So it's not about an intellectual understanding, although that can help and does help. It's about an actual awareness of the peace, the presence, the power, the oneness of God happening within us, that we actually feel it happening within us, in our environment. And because we are aware of God here and now, we can call God into manifestation through the mind, just like Jesus did. You know, when Jesus saw the crippled man and said, rise up and walk, he wasn't speaking to a crippled man in his awareness, right? He saw the perfect man who exists in God forever. And he spoke to that man and then that man stood up, right? So that's the game we're, we're sort of playing here is that we're trying to open our awareness to divine reality. And in that realm, we don't see sickness. We don't see lack. We simply call those things that be not as though they were, as Paul said in Romans. We call the divine realm on earth as it is in heaven. Okay. I want to dissect a couple things where, yeah, when you even talked about defeating the belief in cancer, which might be a bump up, but like now we're still in this dualistic battle, which is what, what I see a lot is people um, maybe who do begin to understand that our beliefs affect our reality are now trying to attack their beliefs or, you know, clear yeah. away the beliefs. Yeah. And now we're still in this battle. So yeah, it's this duality versus I'm entering the eternal truth. And, I, and I've heard you say um, God is wholeness and health. Cause that's another thing I wanted to really look at here is like, okay, what are we calling God? When I was um, younger, it was really hard for me to hear anybody talking about the God Jesus thing, because I had such a, a lot of baggage with that growing up with this right. Catholic paradigm and how contrived it was and how much um, abuse was actually happening in that, like manipulation was happening in that system. Then I was like, all right, this is hard for me to hear. Uh, but I have been able to dissect out the truth behind it 
Um, and certainly when, when you speak of it, I do have an awareness of what you're actually talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, saying God is, is very smooth for me now. And I think for a lot of people though, like we need to have a new translation of what that actually is. Cause it's not what we're taught. Yeah. It was, or it's not this like person who's punishing us or this, like you said, I'm begging God. So there's this like outside being separate from me and like all yeah. the stuff that goes with that versus, um, when you say God is wholeness, health, purity, perfection, and then where, where in that we have the absence of that in our awareness, that's what is the block. Like it blocks the light. So it can't penetrate into the body. This is exactly what you had said in a, a different interview, which I loved. I was like, that is exactly sort of like that version of communicating the same thing that I'm communicating in medicine, how the mm. medicine actually comes into the system and lets the body heal. And what you're saying is, um, you know, we've got to open to allow that versus try to go out and get it. Right. So how would you say, or like the best ways to enter that state with, which is like, yeah, okay, let me be in the divine reality where my cancer doesn't exist and my thyroid problem doesn't exist. But you know, when we can't function in both at the same time, so how do we raise our consciousness to begin to let that in? Yeah, that is the question. You know, if we see God as the one eternal reality, not as a being or a person up in the sky, but an actual, you know, the innate intelligence that pervades the whole universe that created the universe, that intelligence is in our body right now. In fact, all our body is, is that intelligence. You know, Joe Dispenza talks about this, right? If I can learn how to speak to that innate intelligence in my body, which is right now beating my heart, right now circulating my blood and performing every single biological function, if I can somehow learn to communicate with that intelligence and send it an intention for healing and health, that intelligence will carry out the duty, right? Yep, so yep, when, yep. I cut, when I cut myself, when I have a, an injury, that innate intelligence immediately goes to work healing that cut or that injury. So it's like, why is it such a stretch that that healing could happen, you know, three to five times faster? And we, we call that a miracle. It's like, it's just a faster healing process that we're always experiencing because the body's always moving towards wholeness. It's always moving back towards the creator. So for me, it's, it's again, an awareness, not just a knowing that I have to connect with that. If you call it God, spirit, innate intelligence, whatever word you use, I have to connect with it. Meaning I know that that's all that there is to this body, right? That in my body, there already is an abundance of health. Otherwise I couldn't even be here talking right now. So it's like when we have a, a diagnosis like cancer, our mind immediately focuses on the cancer as if that's all that's present in the body. And it's this overwhelming obstacle. But in truth, what percentage of the body is cancer right now versus health? you know, 95 to 99% of its absolute health and wholeness. And there's just 1% appearing as what we call cancer. So why is it so hard for me to believe that that health and intelligence could overwhelm that cancer and turn it back to health again? You know what I mean? It yes, should be and obvious. it will get our attention because even if 99% of the bio functions are going smoothly, your body's making urine, it's excreting what you don't need. Right. Um, 
what our symptoms will get all of our attention. So we'll just say like, well, no, no, no. I feel like absolute crap. I feel 99% like crap. So yep. what we focus on expands and where our energy goes is yeah. what the body is listening to. So that's what happens is, yeah, okay, that sounds nice, Aaron. Most of the stuff in my body is going well, but like what I'm feeling and what's getting all my attention is the heaviness or the fear or the fatigue. And so yeah. it's a matter of, having that knowing like, all right, even though I don't feel it, I know that my body's actually 99% functioning in divine course. And yeah. then letting little by little shifting our attention onto that truth. And it's not that we ignore the quote unquote problem. We just approach it from that higher awareness. Yes. Yeah. We don't ignore it practically meaning we still eat healthy, we do the things we need to do, take our medicine, whatever it might be. We still do the practical things that show that we are also in alignment with health and with truth and moving towards that. But we do ignore it in the sense of not giving it reality in our mind, meaning this, this disease, this, this cancer, whatever it is, it's nothing to God. It doesn't even exist in God's reality. So I'm not going to give it this importance or make it some, some enemy inside of my body it's just a part of my body that's confused right now. Uh, some of my cells have, be have become confused about their true state. And so I'm going to remind those cells my true state by meditating on the love, the goodness, the wholeness of God in me here and now. And like you said, 99% of my body is functioning in absolute perfect health. And so I'm just going to talk to this 1% of my body and remind it of the perfect health that it really is. So it's a state of being we have to lift our consciousness into so that we're through focusing on God and the wholeness, the health that is in God. I actually start to feel it happening within me, right? I start to feel joy when I connect to that awareness. I start to actually feel that presence happening within me. And the state of being is what performs the miracle, not the knowledge, not the concept. We can use the concept to point us to the awareness but we have to actually go there. And for me, that means I have to get my mind off the problem. I have to stop dwelling on the symptoms and the pain and the issue and just say, look, let it be whatever it is. I'm going to know that in God is eternal oneness, eternal health and wholeness. And because God is omnipresent, health and wholeness are present here now. If I can access them in my awareness, if I keep accessing the pain, the separation, the disease, of course, that's what's going to keep appearing in my experience, right? I have to change my state of consciousness. And I think too, the way that you've um, talked about God as its wholeness, its health, its purity, okay. its perfection. And so when I bring my awareness to the like, all right, even though I don't feel it, there is divine intelligence in me, even though I don't you know, feel or see evidence of it right now, there is a space in me. Uh, for that intelligence of health and wholeness. And so for anyone who maybe has where I used to have that, um, I think the God thing was just such an intangible mm, place to put my awareness. But if I could think of like, all right, I'm going to put my attention on the wholeness. I'm going to put my attention on the flow. I'm going to put my attention on, you know, if I just soften my shoulders and let a little more fluid breath come in. That's a shift you may be able to access, even if at first the idea of God or the idea of spirit or the idea of whatever 
it just seems so far-fetched, especially if you're kind of suffering. Um, so that, that can maybe translate a little bit as well as to let something higher in, even when I'm suffering or struggling or feeling really sick or dealing with something that um, feels so heavy. And, and yeah, like you said, that is what allows that intelligence to now penetrate the body. Yes. yes. We kind of like forget is like, I don't have to heal myself. I just need to allow an open state so that that can come through me. Yes. Exactly. I would love you to because... about, well, I would love you to talk about some of those like specific um, experiences you saw that demonstrated mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Well, so what you just touched on is so important to understand that, that we're operating under a law or a principle that God is law. God is principle. God is eternal and unchanging. So just like the law of math would say that five plus five equals 10. If I have an equation like five plus five equals nine, and I'm trying to ask math to heal that question and make it the correct answer, like math can't come down to my level and make five plus five equals nine to be true because it's not true, right? It's a violation of the law of math. So I have to raise my awareness to the truth of math, which says that five plus five equals 10. It's not math's problem that I have a wrong answer. It's my yeah, ignorance of math. Yes. So if there's sickness, if there's disease, evil in the world, injustice in the world, none of that's God's problem. That's not God's fault that that's happening. It's our misunderstanding of who God is. It's our ignorance of who God is that those things manifest. So only through the awareness of who God is as love, as truth, as peace, and all of these qualities will bring those qualities to earth. And it's the same with sickness in our body. I cannot make a sickness real by thinking and believing it's real and then ask God to come down and heal my real physical sickness. Because in, in God's reality, there is no physical sickness. So I have to forget about the physical problem and go to where God is, which says there's no sickness in God. Therefore, there's none in me. And then feel that truth happen within me in the form of peace, in the form of joy or whatever the emotion is. That's how it happens, right? Well, these are the faulty conclusions that I see. And you might, they're so unconscious. You don't necessarily see yourself doing it. You're like, well, my pain is real. My fatigue is real. But the thing that keeps it in place that's not the truth is um, what, what where people will do is like they give it power, like, you know, my fibromyalgia. And so now it's seen as this thing that has a life of its own that's happening yes, to me. Exactly. Or like, oh, this shouldn't be happening. I know it, it it sounds obnoxious to think that couldn't be true, but it's not actually true. What if this is the best thing that could have ever happened to me that like I had to shut down my life and pause and like allow some major metamorphosis that totally knocked me on my butt, but actually rearranged my entire existence in the best way possible. And, and that was a hundred percent what I found when I had that really severe chronic illness. And when, when I've worked with people who have had even lethal, serious illnesses, um, when they've come full journey, will 100% say the same thing. And so where's the faulty conclusion of like, I'm being punished. This is wrong. This shouldn't be happening. I shouldn't be feeling this. Um, I'm being attacked by Lyme disease or, you know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of conclusions in there. Even just the way we perceive yeah. a medical diagnosis that we think, well, 
but I have Hashimoto's. So therefore like my thyroid is diseased and it's yes. not why I, I had a doctor tell me my thyroid was low. And like, I did a totally different approach and my thyroid is perfectly normal and healthy and like functioning well. So you don't necessarily have to buy into the conclusions you're making. And that's where the little like faulty conclusions where you, instead of coming into, uh, I'm unlimited, everything's possible. What would it take for me to open to that? Yeah. Go into closure. And we're trying to survive within that, uh, like you said, the wrong equation, the, 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 you know, the mistaken belief. Yes. Yeah. We have to know that these are eternal principles that never change. You know, life is an eternal principle. Health is an eternal principle. Otherwise, there could be no health happening here. There could be no life happening here. And when we, the more we understand that, the more we see the illusory nature of sickness and disease. That, like you said, if, if someone gets a diagnosis and they identify, I have fibromyalgia. I mean, they're giving that thing so much power and energy by believing that it's who they are. And that's the cause of all sickness is the belief in separation that yes. ultimately at a core level of who we are, we believe we are separate from our source. Yes. And so I think I'm living in a physical universe that's separate from me. It's all separate, separate, separate. And that belief is not congruent with reality. The truth of reality is oneness. Everything is the source, including you and your body. So to the extent you don't know that, your body will eventually produce things like sickness. Because what is sickness other than separation from the body, right? Cancer is when cells have walled themselves off from the rest of the body and believe that they're separate. Like literally we know this, right? Can a cancer cell forms because the alkaline acid relationship has become so acidic that it actually can't communicate with the cells around it anymore. So the cell literally becomes separate even though it's not right. It thinks it's separate and it can't communicate. So it begins walling itself off to protect itself because it doesn't know where it is anymore. So all I have to do is teach that cell to remember that it's one and to see the oneness of the body around it and join back with the body. That's what holistic cancer treatments do, right? They reestablish the alkaline relationship into the cells so that they can communicate again. So it's like spiritually, that's all we're doing we have believed that we are separate from our source. And so that belief in separation becomes lack in my life, sickness in my body, guilt in my mind. And the only thing that can heal that ultimately is the awareness of oneness. So this is something that is to be meditated upon every day. Like forget about, don't even worry about needing to see a demonstration of healing happen in your body right away. Like the, the effects will happen once the cause is put in place, which is just meditate on the truth of who God is here and now that in God, there's no sickness. Maybe in my mind there is, but not in God, not in truth. So that's where I need to, what I need to saturate my mind in until it becomes convinced. And I'm telling you, Kim, I have seen hundreds of people healed from things like cancer, fibromyalgia, um, paralysis, deafness, blindness. I've seen almost anything you can, you can think of through this principle here that they they got out of their physical problem they connected to who god was maybe someone laid hands on them and and sent love into their body but something happened that caused a change in consciousness and then those cells in the body respond to that change in consciousness yes <laughs> hallelujah 
We're going to church today. We're going to church today. The awareness of oneness really resonated for me because that's what I how I will perceive it. And I will bring myself back to the awareness of oneness, you know, that's when I'm like, yeah, that's the medicine. If I if I'm struggling with my husband and at like a, a glitch or um, feeling, you know, frustrated or symptoms in the body or, you know, whatever it is, the go to is is bring my awareness to oneness instead of continuing to percolate in that that lower consciousness separation. separation and you had said it too like the it's the foundational belief that i am a physical separate being which is like exactly yeah. what i put in my in my next book the whole first chapter is all about that like shift from that consciousness of i'm i'm physical i'm separate so therefore i'm always going to be lacking and of course i'm always going to be in fear to the awareness of i am connected there's an intelligence coming through me that I am always connected with and I'm connected with everyone everywhere. I can just soften and be a great receiver. And that's a different message communicated to the cellular that lets the cells function in their highest uh, right. intelligence, the way that they're designed. Yes. Look, like we, this isn't conjecture, what we're talking about. This isn't like some spiritual woo-woo stuff. This is this is what science is showing and has shown already. We know through scientific studies that our cells respond to our state of mind, that people who live with chronic stress uh, show signs of disease and illness and aging and all kinds of things in their cells because... I mean, even from a biological perspective, when you're stressed out, afraid, depressed, angry and furious, whatever the state is, you're creating a catabolic state in your body, which causes the cells to dysfunction. And so all we're really saying is that all sickness is ultimately in the mind. We've just massively underestimated how powerful our mind is. We, we think our mind is sort of like, oh, it's just, you know, I guess, you know, it thinks thoughts and that's about it. But it's like, no, it creates our whole reality, our whole state of being, our whole state of health. And I just pulled up this article that I posted the other day that I saw from Scientific American. It says, the universe is not locally real and the physics Nobel Prize winners have proved it. A major shift in the physics world, materialism is officially on its deathbed. <laughs> what the study goes on to say is that there's absolutely no doubt amongst physicists anymore that in the quantum realm, there's there's no such thing as matter. All is the field of the quantum realm that appears to be physical to the senses based on how the mind entangles with it and interacts with it. So we've got to start letting this sink in. So we, we understand the gravity of holding negative thoughts, staying in a negative state of being all day long, like these things have massive consequences. Don't, don't be surprised that a disease develops in your body if you've spent the last 10 years or more in a horrible negative state of being, eating horrible negative food all the time that's full of processed toxins. Like these things will accumulate. Your, your belief in separation will accumulate throughout your life until a sickness manifests. And guess what? Just like you said, Kim, that sickness is there to be a wake-up call to you. And nothing else. It says, wake up, sweetheart. You've been going the wrong direction. You've been living like you're separate. You've been neglecting your body. You've been holding on to negative thoughts and emotions. And so this sickness is showing you that you've got to change course. Go back to the awareness of truth. 
of oneness, of who God is. Be connected to the universe around you. Know who you are. That is the only medicine our body really needs. And sure, I can demonstrate that medicine through eating healthy, through exercising. Those things are still very important for longevity and health, but I also should be healthy here first and foremost. And if I'm not healthy here, it ultimately doesn't matter how well I try to eat or exercise. You know, we've all seen this, right? Even somebody who seems to be very healthy, they, they juice, they eat vegan, whatever, yeah. and then they get a cancer diagnosis and everybody's shocked. Yeah. And it's because they're holding on to all these repressed traumas from their childhood or something that they haven't dealt with. Holding that negative energy will result in sickness at some point. And there are a lot of people who do embrace that very restrictive, like vegan lifestyle or a very intense, I'm going to be healthy out of that avoidance, out of that trauma imprint. So don't be fooled when you see all these people like dropping dead. Whoa, he's running marathons. Why did he just stop dead? Um, the energy that person's embodying, which actually may have been what led them to, you know, be an avid exerciser is the toxic thing. So even if you're not eating organic food or you're not like doing like lots of exercise, but you have that healthy connection within yourself, yeah, life is on your side. I, I, yeah. well, that's one of the other things I wrote that you said was like that your body is your feedback device. And I, I thought it'd be really potent for you to talk about that from your perspective. Cause that's what, like, I'm really always pointing out is like, illness is not your enemy. It's your body is your feedback device or your, yeah. your body is on board for you having a bigger uh, vantage point. And it's like, if we were living in a, a digital reality and you had your like little avatar here and I have my avatar and you, you know, you put nice clothes on them, you make them look good. And you're like, this is who I am. The illness comes along and it's trying to wake you up. Like, well, this is not actually who you are. And you're like, no, no, let me just get better at making this avatar look good. Let me just get better at playing right. the game. And so that's what it's like when you just turn off the symptoms or you're like, oh, I just want my chronic fatigue to go away. And then like, let me keep playing the game as a separate being, you're missing yeah. the whole point. Yeah, you know, it's 100%. It's, yeah, I, I'm seeing um, people in the chat saying, uh, what about being born with something? Where This is where I struggle to understand this. You know, the law of one talks about how illness is one of the primary uh, catalysts to spiritual evolution in our lifetime. Because as you said, if we're living as a separate being, then an illness is going to really threaten our sense of self. Because if you're a separate being, guess what happens when you die? You're done. That's the end of your existence, right? If you are the universal self, the divine mind, you live forever and ever, and there's nothing to fear. So it's like, where, where is my sense of self? Am I knowing myself as the eternal being, the eternal spirit I really am? Or am I thinking I'm just a body? and a personality. And that's all that I am. Well, the law of one says we are a mind, body, spirit complex. So the body is like the most gross physical level. The mind is the more subtle level. And the spirit is the eternal level of what we are. So when you're talking about the feedback device thing you mentioned, since spirit is eternal and it is um, without form, right? It's formless. Well, how could, how could a spirit experience anything without some kind of feedback device, because it's non-objective. It has no form, right? It's pure consciousness. So the spirit projects itself into a mind, 
And then the mind can think thoughts, have ideas, reflect on the past, predict the future. And now the spirit has all these tools to experience itself through. But the mind is also non-physical and formless. So it needs some kind of physical feedback device to know itself. So then that mind will project itself into a body. And then the body is like a gross, dense, materialistic looking thing that the mind can know itself through. I'm, I'm a person named Aaron. I'm six foot one. I'm a male body. I'm living a, a lifetime. That's, these are all the things my mind gets to experience through my body. So the, the body is reflecting my state of mind and my mind is reflecting my knowledge of my spirit. So they, they're all one in essence, but they're like the, the feedback device for one another. So to the question of what about people who are born with something, uh, the law of one talks about how souls, when they incarnate into their next lifetime, depending on the karmic lessons that they're trying to learn, they may choose a lifetime where they're born with a limitation. So let's say that, um, for example, somebody has lived many lifetimes with a really fit, healthy body, and they've been a warrior or an athlete or whatever, and they now have this really strong identity of with the body. But to evolve to the next, the higher levels of consciousness, they have to transcend body consciousness. So it's not going to serve them anymore to keep incarnating with the fittest, healthiest body. But they may actually choose to incarnate into a body that has many limitations that will sort of force them to go beyond the body because it's too painful to be identified with a sick body. So someone decides to be born as a cripple or, or whatever it might be. And it's hard for us to understand this, Kim, on the physical level here, because we think that this lifetime is all that there is. But on our soul level, we are infinite eternal beings that have lived hundreds or thousands of lifetimes already and have thousands more to go. So it's just like entering one level of a video game. You know, it's like one clip from a movie where our soul is watching. So it's not, it's not consequential for a soul to spend a whole human lifetime living in a sick body if it's going to give it the lesson that it needed to transcend that karma. So that's just one like, you know, simple example we can look at, but our souls are learning lessons to evolve to higher levels of consciousness and illness happens to be a really powerful way to force the soul to learn a lesson. But I think like Jesus said in the Bible, when Jesus was asked, you know, which, who sinned that this person was born blind or sick, Jesus would almost always say, um, it's not that this person sinned that they were born blind, but so that the glory of God could be revealed through them. And like, that's the ultimate reason for all catalysts is to reveal who God is. The only question is, do I have the awareness of who God is enough to demonstrate that in my life? Will you speak again? Because someone asked, um, would Aaron define God? Which I, I think I kind of try to keep making sure we're bringing that back. That is that universality of oneness. Um, but do you want to speak a little bit to that? Because I know, I just know that can be so glitchy because it can be such an abstract, intangible versus you know, what you're actually pointing to. Yeah. Well, in, in the most direct way possible, each one of us right now is aware of the inner sense. I am right. I exist. There's no doubt about that in us. And we can say that that I am principle in everyone is God is the godly principle in everyone. 
that what God essentially is, is that I and that am. And the way I like to break it down is consciousness and existence. I, the sense of I is like consciousness. And then am is existence. So consciousness and existence is what we are, is what God is. So if you want to call it eternal spirit, that works great. If you want to call it divine intelligence, that works great. Or God or source or universe. There's so many things we can say to try and encapsulate this idea, but no word ultimately is what God is, right? God is far transcendent to any idea I can have about God. So I don't think it's it's too much to our benefit to try and understand that too rigidly with the mind. It's like, just understand that, that God is eternal consciousness and existence and hold that loosely. And as you hold that loosely, in my experience, deeper revelations of that truth will naturally reveal themselves to you in your life more and more. Yes. Yes. Because holding that is the openness. Holding, even though you don't understand, is the openness. And then the understanding comes in. And, and I want to briefly speak to this with someone saying, I love your certainty, Aaron. The way you speak helps me sense the truth. Separation from God in your mind results in symptoms. And the reason there's so much potency when you hear someone like Aaron just speak a few words is because he is the embodiment of this consciousness through his own journey, through his own trials, through his own commitment, which is really like a commitment to be awakened versus a commitment to feel good. When we're awakened, there's health in the system. You're going to feel good. But if you have the priority be, I want to feel good, you're just going to stay in the hamster wheel. And, and that's yeah. why for most people, maybe saying the same kind of message, it doesn't really have potency in your system um, because they're not in the embodiment of that consciousness. And that, that's one reason yeah. I, I admire you so much, Aaron, especially, you know, at a young age and you've committed your life to really, um, you know, uh, express this and share this. And so it's, it's such a huge gift. Um, and there well, was one you. other thing. Um, uh, somebody a lot of good said, questions coming in. there's a lot of great questions coming in. Okay. How do we live? I loved this question. How do we live this eternal truth? What's your moment to moment practice of being that truth? I thought maybe you could speak to that as well. Great question, Layla. You know, that, that is the question ultimately yes. of what we're talking about. And I call it, um, in my, in my classes that I teach in my programs, I call it practicing oneness which is just the more that we do this, the more powerful it becomes because becoming aware of who God is, feeling the presence of God in me, happening within me, appearing all around me, it's like a spiritual muscle we have to build. It's, you know, it's not just gonna happen the first second you try to do it. You may try to feel God and then not feel anything and go, well, it didn't work. It's like, that's because you're operating from a a much lower level of consciousness shame, guilt, separation, fear. God's not in those levels, we can say. Those are the ignorance of who God is. Those things are the absence of God awareness, right? Because think about it this way. If God is peace, it's not that God has peace or God feels peaceful. No, no, no. God is peace. Take a deep breath and let that sink in, what the implications of that mean. That means that if I'm not aware of who God is, it can only show up as stress. 
right? Because it's the opposite of what God is. And if I'm not aware of God, peace can't be there or love can't be there. So it's to me, it's a moment to moment, hour by hour, day by day practice. Every, every free moment I have while I'm working, while I'm driving, I'll just connect to the omnipresence of God and just say to myself, God, you are right here. You are all that exists. Please lift this veil of ignorance from my eyes so that I can see you appearing in everything, so that I can feel you happening within me. I want to know your presence, your truth, and your power here and now. When we just kind of pray like that throughout our day, I'm telling you what, the universe responds to that intention so fast. Because one of the things I love that A Course in Miracles says is that there is only God's will. There isn't a second will or a personal will that a person can have. There is just God's will. And even though you don't know this, your will is exactly what God's will is. So that's why when we pray in alignment with God's will, which is for us to know God, for us to experience the truth of God here and now, those are really powerful prayers or intentions that we set that the universe responds to. And I promise everyone listening to this right now, if you just dedicate a few moments each day to just devote yourself to this awareness, to lift your consciousness to the truth of God, and to just ask God to reveal itself to you, I promise you, you're going to start encountering that presence. You're going to feel that blissful peace that can just overwhelm you in a, in a single instant. And all of a sudden, all fear is gone. Whatever, whatever sickness may be happening in the body is of no consequence any longer because now your soul has connected to the eternal truth of what it is, which is that I do not die. I'm not even existing in a physical body. This whole world, this body is ultimately just a dream happening in God's mind. So it's not, it's, it has nothing to say about who I eternally am. I am a perfect being in heaven here and now. And the more that I can connect to that truth, the more I will feel convicted of it. The conviction actually builds so that I walk in that peace, in that assurance, and then we can do what Jesus did, which is just to command that presence to appear in everyone we see. It's like, if I'm living in that reality, that reality will begin to manifest in my life. It's impossible yes. that it can't. It's impossible that it can't. And I think also when you said the I am, I consciousness am existence, it's, it's really that masculine feminine the, the you I, yes. you know, just that there's a presence and the am, which is embodiment. And yeah. when, when I do that moment to moment, um, there's the awareness of the higher and welcoming that in. I, like you said, alignment, if my alignment is to be fully awakened in, in Christ consciousness, to be fully in the light, to live the light, to be the light, um, that's my highest intention that now I'm aligning with divine intention versus my yeah. agenda. Oh, I really want to have blah, blah, blah taken care of. So then I'll feel better. Oh, I really yeah. want to have, you know, once my disease heals or once I have more money or once if this happens now, it's like the um, individual will. But if you actually get aligned with your highest will, which is not this separation, like something else outside of you, it's your highest self. Um, that's that presence. But, and then yeah. the other piece of it is that I honor my embodiment, that, 
that divine presence loves all that is. So if what I am feeling is the shame or I'm like, but I'm totally in the lack and pain, then I just say, I choose to love the experience or welcome the experience I'm having right now. It's okay for me yes. to be in the experience I'm having right now. So it's kind of like a two part that you're, you're doing where it's like, I point to the higher, uh, open to the higher consciousness and embrace the space I'm in right now. So it's, it comes through all of it. Yes. Yeah. This is why Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added to you. Like one of the most powerful mantras that I like to use whenever I notice my mind might be clinging to an outcome. I have, I have some attachment to an outcome. And I say, once I get that email written and sent, then I'll feel at peace or whatever. I'll, I'll stop when I catch my mind doing that. And I'll say, what I think I want is to send this email. But what I really want is God. Back of every desire is our desire for God. This is, this is the most simple and obvious thing, isn't it? What does everybody want more than anything else? It's to be happy, to be at peace, to be whole. Exactly. And so the only reason my mind is clinging to this future outcome so much is because it believes that at the other side of that outcome is the happiness, the peace, the relief that I want. And that's the sneaky trick ego plays on us is that as soon as you leap to the next outcome, it puts another one in front of you and another one in front of you. And you're just jumping from outcome to outcome forever because there is no peace or satisfaction in the ego's thought system. It's always, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Go, go, go. And in God's reality, it's the opposite. It's eternal peace, eternal stillness, eternal perfection. So if we just can remember that in our daily life and say, what I think I want is to get this money or whatever. But what I really want is God. Then let yourself get the money. Let yourself have the outcome or whatever is going to happen. But do it in order to experience God through that thing. It's a, it's a much healthier way of dealing with our desires, I think. Yeah, or do it um, because I can see an instance like that that I've been playing around with this whole fall um, with this securing this particular loan. And every time, every week, it's like, oh, now you need this. Oh, now you need to do this. And I'm like on this hamster wheel of like giving them more and giving them more. And, and I realized like, oh my God, I just can't wait till this is over. And it's mm -hmm. been like this awful, awful energy of like even playing this game. And so as you're speaking, it was like, okay, if, if I just prioritize, um, cause if, if that did come to fruition, there'd be like massive more opportunities coming in and blah, blah, blah. So it'd be like, oh, even more abundance. No, it has to precede that. Like I've got to expand yeah. in my own wholeness. And, and I yes. realized as we're talking like, Kim, if, if you just like let go of that and embody that sense of peace and abundance that you're actually ready for, um, then either that comes in really smoothly and just like, boom, you're done. Or like something even better happens. And I know that it's brought, it, that process just brought up a lot for me. Like that scampering, like, oh, we need three years ago forms of blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, let me get you that. And it's mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. like such a low frequency system and yeah. I actually hate it. So maybe I just like put that all over there and just go to the, um, expanding and feeling more whole and, and grounding that and grounding into that as a practice. 
Yes. Well, what you just said, I want to I want to use what you just said to give everyone listening right now the ultimate key to unlocking what we're saying here. Whether it's abundance or health or inner happiness, our motive and our intention in order to really communicate with the universe because the universe is truth, right? It is truth. So the more truthful I can be in my intention, the more I'm going to connect with source and be able to manifest these things. So if I want to manifest abundance in my life, <clears throat> I, I can't want to manifest abundance for the person's sake. So I can be rich and, and show people how wealthy I am and have lots of you know valuable possessions. And That's not the most truthful intention. What's that? And escape my fear. Or escape fear, exactly. That's not the most sincere intention we can have. Instead, I want to manifest abundance in my finances and in my life because abundance is who God is. And so if I demonstrate abundance, it's like an act of worship to the divine that this is who God is. God is infinite supply. And so infinite supply demonstrates itself in my life. If I want to heal a sickness, I shouldn't want or ask for that sickness to be healed because I'm so afraid of dying. I'm so tired of feeling pain. It's like those are okay things to feel, but the truest place to pray from is I want this sickness healed because wholeness is who God is. And the healing of this disease is an act of worship to the divine, just like Jesus said, so that God can be glorified in this body. If you pray from that place, oh, man, I'm telling you, you're going to see a demonstration. I can feel it. I can feel it. <laughs> I love how you call it a demonstration. Yeah, because it's not um, a doing on our part, right? It's it's something that demonstrates itself as divine law comes into manifestation. Um, and, you, and I want to touch base on this, too, since... Um, you know, in our event in January, which is the Mind Body Awakening, we have this two day, two and a half day live event. And Aaron will be one of the speakers there to do a workshop specifically on abundance. And he and I have connected over the last several months about like shifts in our finances and uh, shifts in the financial system and, and how we align with our own truth um, in establishing ourselves, um, you know, in freedom. And not buying into the idea that um, we got to be the hamster on the wheel and like, how do I actually yeah. rearrange things for myself? And, and it, it is always about stepping into a new consciousness until I'm in a new consciousness in my relationship with money or my ideas about money or my feelings about my self-worth. Something different can't show up in my financial um, situation. And, you know, he's really explored this um, in depth, just like with the health stuff. Um, also the finances and money and like really um, begun to master how our consciousness affects our finances and our abundance with money. So that is the topic I asked him to speak on in that workshop for the live event. Um, and I will put the link here because it is on special offer. There's a special over the next, uh, oh, one more day that we have. It's uh -oh. on that page. So if you do want to come, you can, um, you know, receive that, that benefit. Um, but for anybody who wants to come, there's, there's lots of space. So it's an online virtual event in January and it's at drkimd.com forward slash live. And do you want to just touch base a little bit on that with like your experiences or how this 
what we're talking about applies to our financial um, situation. Yeah, I'd love to give a little sneak preview of what we'll talk about in January. So if we take everything we just said about abundance and health, and it's it's a demonstration of who God is, and that's why I reach for it, not because I'm really lacking and I'm really separate and I just want God to solve my problems so I can be happy, not from a low vibration, but from the highest vibration. No, this is who God is, and so I stand on the truth of who God is. Let's translate that to our finances now and our political status even. This was something that came for me, Kim, um, when I started getting into the whole uh, straw man legal fiction stuff and understanding, oh, wow, there's this SESTA-QV trust in my name that has all this money, but I have no uh, access to it because I'm identified with a wrong self, this all caps name. When I started going through this process, it's natural to first be like, well, I want to correct my status and discharge my debt because I want to get back at the system. You know, I want to beat the system. But again, that's kind of a low vibration, right? That's not the best intention I can come from. For me, everything shifted, Kim, the moment I understood, oh, wow, it's it's actually not true. Like it's actually false. It's a lie. I'm not this legal fiction. It doesn't even exist. And yet I'm going through my life, identifying as it, signing my signature as it, and letting people take credit out of my trust for it. And it all of it's fraud and untrue. And so because God is truth, I want to correct my status, discharge my debt, become financially free because truth is who God is. And if God's not in debt, I'm not in debt. So that's the motive from which I come at all of this from. And I'll just, you know, without giving too much away of what we're going to talk about, for me, Kim, everything has changed in my life and my finances since connecting to that realization that I'm just doing this because it's true and it's based in truth. And that's the highest reason to do anything, the purest reason to do anything. And I'm telling you, I'll say it again, you'll be blown away the way that the universe responds to you when you come from that sincere place. I have been as well. A year ago, scampering to do this process. And it was like really convoluted. And even the people I was um, consulting with, it was like... <gasps> And over the year, I've more grounded into um, just like in A Course of Miracles, what's true cannot be threatened. Yes. And, and truly stepping into, I embody this truth. I am that peace. I am, I that, am that abundance. And so there's nothing to scamper for. And the more I have grounded into that, the more unbelievable, like people have come in super easy systems of like, yep, just A, then B, then C. And it's fluid. And my husband also, that's the other thing. I was like a hundred miles a minute. And he's like, whoa, I can't even feel you. I can't even catch up with <laughs> you. And I'm like, come on. And that is. now he, he's like actually running the show for a whole segment of this where he's like educating Hey, Kim, we got to do this. And he's leading it. So I'm like so much more supported um, through this process. And there's this flow. And I just shared the video you did with, um, uh, it was Jeremy. Yes. Yes. Jeremy. Yep. And I know there were two, so I'm going to look for the other one as well. But I, I honestly wanted to share that um, already because when you guys spoke about that, I've heard a lot of people talk about this and it gets super like, hey, we got to do yeah. this and we got to fight that. And it's like, no, we're missing the whole thing. It's exactly yeah. what I see happening with health. Whoa, I'm 
my body's responding to my thoughts. Let me change my thoughts. And then it's like, mm -hmm. I'm waging a war within myself that way. Yeah, and yeah, what yeah. you guys shared was so um, grounded in the truth and in serenity. And I thought it was the best, best way for people to begin to learn about this um, from somebody conscious who understands like my finances are a reflection of my consciousness. If I'm in yes. fight or flight and I am in foundation of my body is a separate limited self, lack, of course, my financial system and the world is going to show up to reflect that. And I'd have to fight really hard to make it different. But if I look at all this and like, you know, it's my feedback device and let it show me, wait a minute, where am I not in alignment with that God uh, intelligence of oneness? Oh, yeah. thank you for reflecting that. And then I can allow the new alignment in me so something different can show up. So I would recommend that video. Yes. I just posted it here. Yeah, my my infinite supply does not come from what's in my bank account. It comes from my awareness of who God is, period. That's my supply. And if you have that, you have infinite supply. But if your God is only your bank account, you're going to run into some trouble when your bank account gets low, right? Where's your God now? <laughs> you you got to have something higher than that, right? That's what we're talking about here. This is the one. It's when you said, I'm going to red pill. I just red pilled my audience. And you sent me that message and I watched that video, like devoured it. Mm -hmm. This is the one I'm going to share. <laughs> yeah. The, um, meet your legal fiction. And I think it, that was the best video I've ever seen on this. We did a two hour, two hour, 20 minute um, podcast. And that's like a 30 minute clip from it. So if you like that 30 minute clip, go to the description of that video and click on the full video that's on the top. Um, we, we go through the whole kind of gambit of it in that two hour conversation. Okay. And I did share the link if you would like to join us live in um, January for the Mind Body Awakening, which I'm going to over the next few weeks in Mind Body TV, do some prep work for that live event. And whether you're going to be at the live event or not, it will be a really powerful way to sort of like release what you're holding that you don't even realize you're holding that's affecting your body and affecting your finances, affecting your life um, that you really can let go of. And so just letting your system know like, whoa, making the unconscious conscious, letting it move out. And then in January, um, doing some more like cultivating your true power, aligning, creating that inner alignment for your most powerful manifestation. And all of that is the prep for our event in um, January. So, um, love it. Aaron, do you have anything else you want to say? I'm going to give people your YouTube channel. Definitely. It's one of my favorite places to tune in because it's so powerful. Um, do you have any pieces to leave us with or things that you'd like to share? Um, yeah, just that if you, if you want to learn more about anything we've been discussing today, you can go to my YouTube channel and, um, probably the mystical Jesus series that I've been doing lately. Uh, the, the last like three to four episodes of that series really goes deeper into this topic of, you know, the demonstration of health and, and abundance is in who God is and how do we reach that awareness? You'll find that in that series, especially episodes 10 through uh, 13 or 14. And then you can go to my website if you want to learn more about anything else I'm doing just at AaronAbke.com. And that mystical Jesus series, it, 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 you had that before, didn't you? Because I, I swear I watched that like a year ago. Yeah, about two years now I've been doing that series. Okay. That I that is one of the most powerful things I've ever seen. Like I've devoured it oh, I and I remember it. what it did for me. 
and all of your work has just really helped me deepen into truth. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to hear that, Kim. All right. I will share these links. Somebody said they're not showing up in Facebook. So I'll make sure I go put them in the mind body community. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you to Aaron. Um, we're here every week live Wednesday at 11 a.m. Mountain time for mind body TV. My work is at drkimd.com and you can begin there. There's a quiz. If you'd like to just kind of get on the path of your own awakening for your health and for your own, uh, living in your power. Um, we will be here each week. We have the live event in January. I'm really, really excited. It's already kind of basically written itself all out. We had a retreat, my husband and I do um, on our anniversary and the whole thing just like came all through and it's really, really potent stuff. So I'm excited I love to it. do that ignition. All right, I, I love you guys so much. I love you, Aaron. I'm so glad to have you as a friend. I'm oh, so glad too, to have Kim. you as a colleague. I'm glad you're in the world. Bye Likewise. everybody. You've been listening to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. For a special download to assist with integrating this work, go to drkimd.com forward slash podcast.